Oh, good morning. How are we doing? Good. I'm just going to uh, talk quietly and, and say a few things to myself while I'm setting up uh, and turning on my glowing machine here. So that's okay. Are we good? Praise Jesus. Amen. Oh, uh, normally in, at this time of the year, I'm supposed to be in India. We do a, a trip to India every year to outreach there. And we do go to Kolkata and uh, also then up north to the foothills of the Himalayas. It is an amazing experience preaching the gospel in the jungle when elephants are coming at you. Uh, and so uh, up there, the, there's, they, they love the word hallelujah and praise the Lord. Uh, funny thing is, it's the same thing. Hallelujah is Hebrew for praise the Lord, right? And so, but, and so even today, I want to encourage you, if you've got something in your spirit that you agree with, feel free to say praise Jesus or whatever. You don't have to. It's not for me, but I, I believe response uh, brings something in our spirit. Amen. I mean, I, I, I'll love to share a little bit of my story in a minute, but, you know, I love listening to testimony and, and just hearing what God has done through that testimony there. Uh, I, I, I just believe that God wants to do stuff this morning, yeah? Uh, you know, the, the songs that we sing, come on, uh, there's breath in our lungs, so stir up, you know. We can, we can believe, you know, the... the, the, the Put flesh on the bones again, we prayed even in the prayer meeting this morning. And I, I wonder this morning if we could be bold enough and, and brave enough to, to believe God to do something right now. Not, not wait until we've had coffee and, and not wait until we're in our quiet place. But there's, you know, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where two or three people gather together in my name, He is here this morning. And, you know, I just think we can't really go too far without praying for healing. If we just watch this amazing testimony of how God did an amazing breakthrough for, for a terrible disease and sickness that people are dying from, uh, you know, I wonder if we could pray for your stubbed toe this morning. Yeah, I don't know if you've got a stubbed toe. Maybe you, that happened. But if that's a prophetic word for someone, receive it right now in Jesus' name. But re really, before we go further, it's all about God. It's all about meeting with Him. It's all about our worship and our praise. And so well, I wonder if we could be courageous this morning and believe for an, more miracles. And so if you're, if you're here this morning and you need Jesus to move in your life, you need a miracle, whether it's physical, whether it's uh, an area of breakthrough in, in a relationship or provision, uh, uh, you may, may, maybe why don't you just stand up? Why don't you just stand up? Not, not that we're doing an altar call now, but why don't you just stand up to, to your feet? Come on, uh, let's, let's believe. Let's believe this morning. Obviously, someone who's got crutches, that's okay. You can stay seated if you want to. But let, let's believe that God's going to move in this moment. We're in the middle of a basketball court, lifting up the name of Jesus. God can move in this moment. Maybe you're near someone, uh, and, and why don't you reach out to them right now and just believe. As we pray, Father, in Jesus' name, we declare the healing power of God in this room over your saints. And we declare, God, that no weapon formed against us will prosper. But in the name of Jesus, we declare there's healing in this room. There's healing uh, for dry bones. Where, 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 where there's been a, 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 an attack of the enemy in sickness and illness. Father, in Jesus' name, we declare your Holy Spirit breakthrough right now. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Be healed in the name of Jesus. 
Come on, just receive. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Maybe you're believing for a breakthrough in provision. Come on, in the name of Jesus, we receive that provision. We put our trust in you, Lord. Maybe believing for a breakthrough in salvation. In the name of Jesus, we receive right now. And Lord, I just pray right now for every physical ailment. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you right now for what you're doing. Strength, faith, hope, and love, Lord, just in this room. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Father, we just thank you for your love and your grace in this room over our lives. We just pray your blessing. We receive your grace in Jesus' name. And we thank you for all those healings and breakthroughs in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Why don't you guys grab a seat? Give Jesus a clap of praise if you would like to. I pray you do. Well, yeah. Hi, my name's Will. Um, I love God. I I love people. Um, uh, And I love just serving Jesus. And so I want to give you like a real quick little background. So how did I get to the middle of a basketball court? Uh, and so I, I gave my heart to Jesus when I was 14. I, I used to go to a Christian camp in, in the north of Wellington called El Rancho. Does anyone know that place? It's amazing, isn't it? What God has done through those, that, that place and other Christian camps is just awesome. Anyway, that was exciting to me just to see all those hands. Uh, I was the first Christian in my family. Um, I fell away from God, uh, really because I didn't get planted into a church, local church. I'd have to get up myself, go to church by myself. It was foreign to my family. Um, but I always knew God loved me. And, I, and, and when I was 17, long story short, I, I gave my heart again. I, I put him first in my life. And I've been following him ever since. Messed up hundreds of times, uh, but still will mess up. But God's gracious and everything. Amen. And so... Just following God all my life, or for the rest of my life. Um, and then I married a beautiful, beautiful, amazing woman called Desiree. And uh, she's just, mm, uh, like, uh, just so beautiful. Like, her heart and her spirit is just amazing, and I love her to bits. And we have three amazing children, Jacob, Oliver, and Harper, our little girl. Um, and they are now 13, 11, 9. We had them evenly to help me remember their uh, ages. Um, and so that, that's been cool. But we, we got married and we, we, we just felt God say to do an overseas experience. And so we, we left home and um, we went overseas to London and we got uh, connected there with uh, the Equippers churches over there. And I really felt God do a are working in our lives. We love serving the church. And then one day our leaders came to us like the, the get that question. The question, and uh, I was like, would you lead a church in New Zealand in Masterton? And we knew where Masterton was because we're from Wellington. And uh, just, I was like, oh, what's going on? Was there a shout, shout there, Masterton? Come on, pump up Masterton. And uh, there's two of us. Yeah. And, um, and so we were there. And so for a long story short, I mean, I was the person in London that organized this stuff, setting it up, setting it down. I never used this thing. 
Like I plugged it in and handed it over to everyone else, which was the thing I'd rather do. And, um, but then God said, hey, um, why don't you go and lead a church in New Zealand in Masterton? And in the end, we didn't really know. We prayed it through. And so I asked Pastor Bruce, I said, well, what do you think I should do? And he said, I reckon you should do it. And so on, on submitting to God, and it's also submitting to our leaders, we, we left London, came back to New Zealand. We led a church there in uh, Marston for five and a half years. And then, and then just we felt like we'd reached the end of a season. The church had been amazing. Um, but God was just doing something in our heart. And then the national leadership team came to us and said, would you go to Dunedin? And we'd like, never lived in Dunedin. And, and, and we thought, well, let's have a look. And so on Friday, the 13th of uh, December, 2000, and I don't know, it was about 16, something like that, 13. I don't know when. Um, we went down and uh, we had a look around Dunedin. And then on, on the following Friday, we said yes. Remember, this is Friday the 13th of December. So our Christmas, can you imagine the Christmas that the church had? I was like, hey, Merry Christmas, everyone. Because we told them on like the 20th of December that we are moving to Dunedin. Some people were like, yes. Some, no, some people were like, it was, it was a sad day. And, but uh, in February, we were in Dunedin ready for the new uh, intake of students. And, and from there, it's been a bit of a blur. But God is good. And so uh, we moved to Dunedin, started serving, connected more with guys in Christchurch, got to meet your amazing pastors. And uh, yeah, come on, let's honor them this morning. And so, uh, and relationships are building and we're just seeing God do amazing things. Come on, who knows that God is doing something phenomenal here in Rolleston? You know, no, I've, I've got such a great more of appreciation for Rolleston now. It's not just the BP and the McDonald's that I stop on before I head south. I, I'm, I'll pray for this place now. Anyway, anyway. Hey, we want to keep going. Go, go real quickly. What I feel God's placed on my heart. I really love T2. Uh, or together, together, I should say. Uh, why I say T2 is because that's, been, that's something that we do every year in the life of our church, which is pretty much together, together is what the name is, T2. And so coming into this space this morning and hearing this T together, together about the prayer and fasting, this is going to be amazing. Who loves fasting? No one. But what, what brings people together is the celebration at the end and the faith and the belief and the prayer that, that we could believe for together. And so, so that, that's just going to be amazing. And so uh, Pastor, I call him Andre, but Pastor Dre and Hannah, would, I was talking to them, I was like, what's coming up in the life of the church? And they told me about your prayer and fasting thing. And so just this morning, quickly, I want to I encourage you through prayer and fasting. And, and as I said, it's not something I enjoy, but it is something that's good for us, right? Because it says in uh, Matthew chapter 5 or 6 or 7, one of those, or in the Bible, it says when you fast. It doesn't say if you fast. It says when you fast. So who knows, it's a discipline just like tithing, just like worship, just like brushing your teeth is a good thing that helps us, right? And so I really believe for it. But Bill Johnson, uh, you may know who he is. Most people do. I, I, just had, I was listening to something of his, and I want to read you this quote. It says this, When you listen to the voice of the problem rather than the word of the Lord, faith will always be an uphill battle. 
Faith will always be an uphill battle when the, when, the, when the noise of the issue or the problem is louder than the word of the Lord. See, when we pray, when we fast, what do we feed ourselves with? The word of the Lord. And so today, you know, we've got a lot, there's, there's stuff going on in our world that we need breakthrough for, that we're believing for, isn't there? Uh, well, I pray that there is. And so today I want to, I believe in to build faith. I want to leave enough time so we can pray and, and go from there. I want a, a, a story in the Bible out of Matthew chapter 17. I, I want to skim over it. Basically, there was this um, child who was uh, demon possessed and the disciples tried to uh, deliver this boy, but they, they were unable to. And in verse 17 of Matthew chapter 17, it says this, Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? So Jesus said to them, because of the unbelief. For assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind of faith does not go out except by prayer and fasting. It's interesting, like, when you read this, you're like, okay, well, what does that mean? Uh, it's not just like, okay, now I'm just going to go and pray and fast. And hopefully the next time I come up against an issue, it's going to work. It's not like a recipe type thing. And I want to, I want to just talk about, you know, some people here might, might be farmers. Any farmers? Most people know about agriculture. I don't know a lot about cows, but I know cows are on farms. And I know there's a lot of farms around here. But one thing I do know about cows is that cows have a number of stomachs. Am I right? It's just help me make sure I'm not telling stories. Cows have a number of stomachs, and so the cow will eat some grass. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the cow will eat some grass, and then later on, it'll actually sort of regurgitate it up to chew on it again. And so here's the thing. This, when, when we're talking about how the, when, when Jesus is actually saying, uh, however, this kind does not come out of uh, but by prayer and fasting. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, it says, when Moses is talking uh, to Joshua, it says, This book of the, the, the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. So he's, he's encouraging Joshua. He's like, hey, here's the word of the law. What you need to do is meditate on it. So why I talk about cows and, and two stomachs is, is that's the same concept of meditating. It's the same uh, illustration as that. You might eat something and you'll get a first nutrients from it. But when you, when you stir it up, who's getting grossed out a little bit? I'm feeling a little grossed out about even just saying this. But when you stir it up again, like the cow does, and they chew on it again, it's the same concept of meditating on the Word of God. And I really believe that. And in your prayer and fasting, God wants you to meditate on the Word of God. See, when we meditate on the Word of God, it gets into our spirit. And so when we can then go back to what Jesus is talking about when he says, however, this kind does not come out by unless by prayer and fasting. It comes out because you've got authority in your spirit. When we, when we read our Bible, we get authority in our spirit when we meditate on it. My, my favorite scripture in the Bible, a couple of my favorite scriptures, Proverbs chapter 3. 
It says what? Trust in the Lord. With all your heart, do not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge God. Who's, who's ever come against a situation where you don't understand? And you like start going around this rabbit warren in your head going, I don't know. This is a great scripture because now I've meditated and I was like, okay, God, I'll have peace because I don't need to understand. I don't need to understand what's going on right now, but I can trust you. I can hold on to what your promises are because I have meditated on that scripture. And I really believe as you go into your prayer and fasting week, God's going God's to cause an authority to come up out of this church. Amen? Come on, God's, God's, that's a prophet. I really believe God's going to cause an authority to come up out of this church. I know that this church is growing fast. Uh, but out of, in that grow, growth, God's now going to bring an authority into the church. Um, let's keep going. You know, in Luke chapter 18, there's the story about the blind beggar. And as Jesus approached Jericho, the blind beggar was sitting beside the road where he heard the noise of a crowd going past. He asked what was happening. They told him that Jesus, the Nazarene, was going by. So he began shouting, Jesus, son of David, had mercy on me. Be quiet, the people in front of him um, yelled at him. But he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped. He ordered the man to be brought to him. As the man came near, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, he said, I want to see. And Jesus said, All right, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. I wonder today, as you start and as you even contemplate the prayer and fasting, I wonder if there is a stir in your spirit to shout. Not, not physically right now, you don't have to shout. But is there a shout in your spirit saying, you know what, something's not right. I, 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 one of the things I learned in London is, is that there's, some, there's a passion uh, when you go to a football match over in the UK. There is some unbelievably crazy people that live there. Just passionate about a little round ball. You know, how many Liverpool fans are excited that last year Liverpool won? Okay, move on from this. This is, all right, understand, preach. Okay, uh, note to self, don't talk about football and Rolston, right. Um, but no, there's passion. Is there passion in our spirit? But this blind man, he needed something. It was pretty obviously what, what he needed. It was sight. And so when he heard that Jesus was near, something stirred up in him and he shouted out, you know, son of David, have mercy on me. I wonder, is there a shout in your spirit chase after Jesus? It's to run after Jesus. When we, when we run after him, he hears us. When we draw near to him, he draws near to us, right? The great thing about it is, you know, there's authority in, the, in our prayer and our asking. And, and, and in this case, Jesus is a man of few words. He goes, he goes what do you want me to do for you? I wonder if you got asked that question right now. If Jesus heard your shout and he said, what do you want me to do for you? Four words. I want to see. Two words. All right. The conversation's getting shorter and shorter. I pray this morning there's something in your spirit that stirs. That we are, as a church, we, 
we, we get to come together. This is my first favorite scripture in the Bible, Hebrews chapter 10, 24 and 25. Let us not neglect meeting together, but let's come together to spur one another on. Let us think of ways to motivate and encourage one another, even as we see the day of the Lord approaching. That is my favorite scripture. I love getting together. I love eating together, right? Anyone else like doing that? And so that's my favorite. But as, as we come together, we get to do this. But what is, the, what is the shout in our spirit? Come on, God, what am I believing for? See, you know, how many times have you said to the person next, can you pray and be this? Because of God, because He just says, "What do you want me to do?" And I want to see, and He's all right. Come on, God is an all right sort of a God. All right, God answers prayer. Anyway, moving on. So I want to encourage you just over three areas this morning, and then we're going to pray. See, when Jesus was tempted. Jesus was also led into the, into the desert. By, but he was full of the Holy Spirit, it says. And then he was led into the desert and he was tempted by Satan. And he was led into a time of prayer and fasting. So I want to encourage you in your season in this week of prayer and fasting. Here's the thing. Uh, you know, as a church, I want to encourage you. Every single night there should be this many people in that prayer, in that prayer meeting. It's like... <laughs> I, know, I know the front row is going to be there. But what would happen if, if all of us got together, and I say us because uh, I'd be here if I was living here, uh, but what would happen if all of us, you know what, for one week, come on, you're in lockdown for longer than that. And if you've got an issue with lockdown, have a chat with Noah. Just let you think of that for a second. Eight people for a year floating in the boat, all right? He could have done a lot of fishing, I don't know. But, but come on, I just want to encourage. It's like, what would happen if, if my people who were called by my name would humble themselves and pray, I will hear from heaven and I'll heal their land. I really believe that God wants to just bring authority and grace into your lives. Um, even more, I should say, even more. So Jesus is tempted in, in the desert. Let's quickly read this and, 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 and finish. In Matthew chapter 4, Then Jesus was led into the Spirit, into the wilderness, by the Spirit into the wilderness, to be tempted there by the devil. For 40 days and nights he fasted and became very hungry. And during that time the devil came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, No, the Scriptures say, People do not live on bread alone, but they live on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Verse 5, Then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and said, If you are the Son of God, jump off from the, for the Scriptures say, He will order His angels to protect you, and they will hold you with your hands. So you won't even hurt your foot or on a stone. Jesus responded, The Scriptures also say you must never test the Lord your God. Verse 8, Next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdom of the world and, and the glory. I will give it all to you, he said, if you will kneel down and worship me. Get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him. For the scriptures say you must not worship, you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil went away and angels came and took care of him. Just three things that I'd love to just share quickly that I pray 
that you get a, a stronger grip on. Uh, in my life, I've found that I, I get a, I get a, 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 God does something, and then, and then there's more. There's always more. And, and so um, the first one, really, I, I think there's three areas that, that Jesus really gets tempted, uh, tested here on. And the first one is really provision. Who, who do you trust? Who, 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 what is your, who, who have you, who, are you, have you got your faith? Have you got your belief in God? Believe that people will provide. Will, will God provide even if there's a situation that challenges? You know, I, I don't know how many people were connected to, to the earthquakes a few years back now. And, and I'm sure a lot. But you know, but is there? Can you still believe God's going to lead you, and and you're going to thrive, and you can build, and you can, and God's got you. And I'm sure now, part hindsight of a few years, you're starting, you you're going. You know what? God is a good God. But in that moment, oh my goodness, that was a moment where we of of well, this is crazy. But I really believe God wants to lift the lid on on on, on provision. See, and the other thing about it is that the devil loves to tell you what you need. Did you notice that? He, he understood that Jesus was hungry, and so he told Jesus that he needed to have bread. In the natural, that's a sort of a normal answer. But was that the answer that Jesus actually really needed? But Jesus, because he had faith, he had the Word of God in him. He had Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3 in him, which said, you know, man does not live on, on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. And so there was faith, there was something built, there was an authority in Jesus to go, you know what, I'm going to believe that God's going to provide. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, And the same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from His glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Is the Word of God coming alive in your spirit as you fast and pray, I pray that you get another level of breakthrough and, and provision. Because we always wonder, right, where's the next meal coming from? <laughs> where's the next? Because what, what, we live on the cycle of need. But can we trust in the Lord? And I want to encourage you, as you fast and pray, I pray that you lift to another level of faith, another level of trust in God. Your needs will be met. Um, moving on to the next one, which is sort of similar. But, you know, then the devil took him to a holy city, Jerusalem, in the highest point of the temple and said, if you are the son of God, jump off. And the scriptures say you will order his angels to protect you and they will hold you from their hands, with their hands. So you won't even hurt your foot. But Jesus, again, responds with the word of God in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 7, 16. The scriptures say you must not test the Lord your God. You know, in, in Hebrews chapter 10, 23, the Passion Translation says this, So now we must cling tightly to the hope that lives within us, knowing that God always keeps His promise. Isn't that a great scripture? You know, when stuff, when we get tested on stuff, when, whether it's provision or, or, or we get tested in, in our humanity, and, and, and when there's sickness and disease, come on, we've got to hold on to the Scripture of God and let, let, let that, that grace and authority. You know, again, and I, I, and I pray that every guest minister doesn't do this, come in and highlight the earthquakes, but I, I did 
have something on my... I just felt the Holy Spirit was saying to me this morning, you know, you can, you can trust God. You, you can believe God again. You can, you can hold on to hope. You know, when challenges come, God is still, He's still faithful. And I believe there's a, there's a level of breakthrough in that. But I, I believe there's another level of freedom in that today. Come on, Rolleston's not the place that's been developed because it's ground stable. No, Rolleston's been developed because it's, it's growing and, and it's a great community to live in. And God wants to reach the people in Rolleston. Come on, who believes that? Come on, give God a clap of praise. Um, so when we get rocked, when stuff happens, when we get challenged, see, we get challenged, we're going to get challenged. You're going to get challenged in your faith. You're going to get challenged in your faith. <laughs> Just... Tell me, you're going to, and it'll go, you know, Jesus fed the 5,000. Great day. Straight away, got into a boat, went to sleep. Storm. They probably still had the 12 baskets of leftovers in the boat, reminding them. And then the storm comes up. We're going to get challenged in our faith, even though we've got like miracles sitting right next to us. But God, I, I pray through your time of prayer and fasting that you're going to know God's love and God's grace. Next thing, and this is, this is like the hidden one, and we're going to finish because we've got to eat, right? Yeah. Come on. Prayer and fasting is going to start in a week. At least got to bulk up, bro. <laughs> I don't need to, I've already bulked up. Yeah, right. Um, next, next thing that we, we will always get challenged in, and, it, and it's a subtle one. But we'll always get challenged in our pride and our arrogance. Next, the devil took him to a peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdom of the world and the glory. And he says, I will give it all to you, he said, if you will kneel down and worship me. It's the very thing that Satan fell to, pride and arrogance, is the very other thing that we'll get tested on as well in our life. Jesus didn't, get missed out, didn't miss out this one. He got tested on it. We will get tested on it. You know, you know pride and arrogance is a, is a real subtle one. But here's the thing. In 1 John 3.16, in the, in the Passion's translation, this is how we have discovered love's reality. Jesus sacrifices life for us because of his great love. We should be willing to lay down our lives for one another. Sometimes, let's read it like this, we should be willing to lay down our preference for a bigger purpose. Uh, I've had the pleasure, privilege of leading a church now for 13 years. And I think the biggest thing that I've always come up against or the, the, the conversations of challenge was have always been a preference over purpose. It's always been preference. Oh, no, this is the way we should do it. Well, hold, well, are we willing, it says here, to lay down our lives for one another? You know, I love the fact that right now I'm looking around and, and there's some older people in here. It's great because I'm sure you've got some preferences, right? Uh, there's, everyone's got preferences, but, you know, oh, well, why do we need green lights? And why do we need a little, you know, sound system? Back in my day, the organ was awesome. And, you know, well, that was, I think, 
for putting your preferences aside because the next generation coming through relate to this a little bit more. Right? It's not, it's not like Pastor Dre has been talking to me about this. He has not at all. But I want to say, you know, one of the things that we're always going to get challenged on is our pride and our arrogance. But I love the fact that I'm standing in a room full of a multi-generational church going, you know what? It's not about my preference. It's about the purpose of God for Rolleston. Amen. All right. I want to, I want to, I want to wrap up. Um, in Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 to 26, then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross, follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? See, I want to encourage you, as, as you grow as a church, you're going to have to lay down your life, you know. Man, I'm grateful for our church. We've tried everything. We've done double services, multiple services, starting at different times, challenging this time. We've lifted, the, we've made it lighter, we've made it darker, we've made it wider. We've coffee, no coffee, food, no food, all this sort of stuff. Um, but God is still God and still reaching people. I want to, I want to thank you for what you're doing here in Rolleston. It's, it's a testimony to the nation. And we hear so many great things about the great people in Austin and how the church is growing, but it's only just beginning. And as you pray and as you fast, God's going to challenge you on areas to go, you know what? Can I lay down my life? Can I give everything? Can I serve? And can I honor God with my life? I don't know if you, Hannah, would you mind playing or? I'd love to pray, just pray for you in, in, the, in the times that we, we have left this morning. Because before you even go into this week coming up, there's going to be, you know, uh, a bit of set up in your spirit. God's going to set you up to push. And, and we also know that we, we, we don't, you know, the, the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy we're not just trying to, uh, you know, build something that someone's not on the back door trying to tear down. And I, re- I know that the devil's trying to be tearing down areas of your life because he does it to everyone. But that is why Hebrews chapter 10 is my favorite scripture. Because we get to meet together. We get to pray for one another. We get to believe for one another. And we get to lift one another up. And even with some of the things that I've shared this morning, I don't know if they've touched something. I don't know if God's speaking to you. I I believe it's what God's asked me to share. But more than that, if you need and would like someone to pray with you, I'll pray with you. I know your leaders will pray with you. I've got to get to a plane around about 145. But I'm willing to run from out of the car, through the airport. I don't have to go through x-ray security, so it's good. I'll stay here all day and we'll pray. Pray for that breakthrough. Pray for, for whatever God needs to do in, in your lives. But maybe there's something that 
you know, in this that I've talked about. And God, can we believe that God provides? Can we trust God? And can we, can we worship only Him, not ourselves? And so I would love to pray with you. Um, I'm not sure how we're going to do this. <laughs> but before we pray, there's one prayer I'd like to pray for everyone first. And it goes back to the prayer that I prayed when I was 14. First scripture I learned was John 14, 6, which says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me, which is Jesus Christ talking. And that leapt in my spirit. and was like, man, I need Jesus as my Lord and Savior. The Bible tells us that we've all fallen short of the glory of God. Simply, it means we've all missed the mark. And I would love to pray with you this morning if you've never asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. Or maybe you have, but you feel like He's just a distant friend. You know who He is, like I knew who He was when I was 14, but He felt like a distant friend. And when I was 17, I asked Him back and we've been walking together ever since. I'd love to pray with you, include you in my prayer as well. And so just as we bow our heads and close our eyes across this room I would love to pray with you things I also like to do is I'd like to know who I'm praying for so I don't want you to come down the front I don't want to embarrass anyone there might be a couple of leaders looking around because we would love to just say hey do you need a Bible or how can we serve you how can we help you is there anything we can do for you they'll be looking around as well but it's just me and them everyone else for everyone's privacy, I'd love to pray say, pray with you. So if that is you and you're saying, hey, Will, I've never declared Jesus as my Lord and Savior or, or you have, but you feel like He's a distant friend, but you want to recommit your heart to Him this morning, I'd love to pray with you. All you need to do is something brave so I know who I'm praying for and it is lift up your hand and, and I'll see it, then you can put it down. And so if that's you this morning, would you mind, or could you just lift your hand? I'll see it, you can put it down and we'll go from there. That's awesome. God bless you. What a great decision. Anyone else just saying, that's me. Whether it's the first time or whether you feel like he's a, he's a distant friend. Anyone else? Awesome. I saw your hand. God bless you. Just, just anyone else. Great, great decision. God bless you. Can I have seen three people so far? You know, you don't, you don't have to put up your hand, but I really believe in doing that. It's, it's just activating faith in your spirit. Is there anyone else? Just before we, before I pray, I don't want to prolong. That's awesome. God bless you. What a great decision. Awesome. God bless you as well. Come on, there's five people. Anyone else? That's awesome. What a great decision. He loves you. Come on, there's six people this morning just saying, you know what, God, I'm giving you my heart fresh or, or, or whether it's the first time. Awesome. God bless you. God bless you over there as well. God bless you over there. I think we're up to almost over 10. I can't count anymore. Run out of fingers. Thank you, Jesus. You know what? Even if you haven't put up your hand this morning, I'm just going to pray for you. I'd love you to tell a friend that you put your hand up. You can put your hand down if you want to. But Father, I just pray right now for every person who's responding to you, responding to the love and the grace of Jesus Christ. And I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in this moment. 
Lord, you are just stirring, and but you are you are you are becoming strong in their lives. Holy Spirit, I declare in their lives right now they are walking free because you are their Savior. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that as they come close to you, you're going to draw close to them as well. They're going to build their heart and build in their spirit, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for their decision today. I thank you, Lord, that it has a, an eternal consequence, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that you live with us. And walk with us now, we pray in Jesus' name. I'm sorry, I know we've gone over a little bit of time, but I love to pray. After the service, for anyone who would like to be prayed for, I'd love to hand back to your amazing past. He'll go from here. So good. Let's stand.